Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, welcome in, everybody. We are uh, live uh, on the road from uh, D.H. Conley's Viking Gym. It is the uh, site tonight of the Eastern 3A Volleyball Championship uh, in the Eastern Regional. Uh, And uh, Conley and Rose, conference rivals, cross-town rivals, uh, they are uh, meeting for the third time this year for the right to go to the state championship game. We're going to bring you coverage of that tonight starting at 6 uh, on an unprecedented simulcast uh, here. We're going to have it for you on the uh, Facebook page for WTIB, 1037 WTIB. I think Talk 96.3 is also involved in that, Clark. Is that right? And uh, Ben Byram's going to share that over to 94.3 The Game's Facebook page, so you'll be able to watch it there. Uh, I'm Cable seven. We're on uh, the big cable seven. Uh, Clark's giving me kind of a side eye on that. I was I was contacted about cable seven today from Busimi. So maybe you could check that out there. We will definitely be streaming Facebook live. I think it's gonna, even going to go on 107.9's uh, Facebook page as well. So uh, you'll be able to get us uh, that way. Uh, and uh, we will also uh, be bringing you the audio blow by blow right here on 94.3 The Game. Uh, looking forward to that tonight and our coverage of uh, Conley Rose in the Eastern 3A Regional for Volleyball is brought to you by Bear Crop Science, Wyatt Richardson, his daughter Lauren is on the Rose team, uh, our good friend Bill Jenkins at Town Benefits, his daughter Shay also plays for the Rampants, Dr. Bill Taft at Greenville OBGYN, uh, his daughter is on the uh, Rose team. Chick-fil-A of Winterville, our great friend Abbott Dees. His daughters, uh, Olivia and Sarah, play for D.H. Conley. Orthopedics East, Dr. Josh Duke and his daughter Tate uh, with the Rampits team. Chico's Mexican Restaurant, uh, our good friend Mike Horton. Mike's uh, daughter was on Conley a couple of years ago, and we appreciate Mike's uh, patronage there. I was hoping Mike would uh, have a spread for us, and uh, we'd, we'd have it catered between he and Abbott D's with Chick-fil-A and uh, Chico's tonight. I'm kidding, guys. I'm only halfway kidding, but I'm kidding. Uh, Josh May, uh, on cue financial mortgage. His daughter Maddie plays for the Conley Vikings. Caraway Office Solutions, Bernie Caraway. Daughter Maddie was on the Rose team last year. We appreciate uh, your uh, support of this, Bernie. And Caribsey Restaurant in Emerald Isle, Travis and Cassie Burt's daughter, Kirsten, uh, was a three-year starter at uh, Conley. So uh, some wonderful uh, community uh, businesses stepping up for this tonight. We're excited to be bringing it to you uh, on a uh, essentially uh, a free platform and uh, also over the public airwaves uh, as far as radio goes. So that's happening. I'll be joined by Sam Dunn, former ECU volleyball player, also played here at Conley. And uh, we'll be talking uh, to her later on in the Patrick Johnson show before she comes on uh, with us. Uh, we're going to hear from the coaches. Jennifer Gilligan coming up in just a moment. We recorded something with her a few minutes ago. 
Uh, Kelly Krenick is the uh, Rose coach, and I think Rose is just walking into the building right now. Uh, so we'll get Coach Krenak uh, on with us uh, here, or Kraniak on with us here in just a little bit. Uh, also, uh, we're going to hear from uh, current Wake Forest volleyball senior, uh, Rose State champion, Caroline Kuhn. Uh, had a chance to talk to her a little earlier today, so that's coming up uh, in this uh, show. Plus uh, some comments from Joe Dooley as uh, we uh, roll on here on this uh, remote version of the Patrick Johnson show. I'm looking, Clark, and I don't. I think the coach, I wonder if that's the coach there. I don't know. All right, can you go get her for us? So we're going to get Coach Kraniak. All right, there we go. Okay. All right, there's Hank Hinton. Hank, put on the headphone there. We're, we're, we're live and in color, baby. So uh, Hank Hinton, the great Hank Hinton joining us uh, here. Yeah, go get on the headphones. Are you live? Now? We're live. Oh, okay. Yes, let's do it live. <laughs> you uh, came for the pregame hype, PJ. How you and doing, man? Stayed for the P-Man show. I love it. I wanted to. Uh, it's been a while since I've been at a, a high school sporting event. I wanted to come check right? this out. Yeah. Okay. It's a shame we're in COVID. Because, well, who knows what we'd be doing this? If we're in. We're not in COVID times. Could this place be packed tonight? If it were. Uh, this is exciting. I, I think we would do it anyway. I mean, yeah. Dang, yeah. when, when do you have Rose and Conley playing for the st- for the semifinal? Uh, yeah. The winner goes to the, the state championship. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So this is good stuff. Uh, thanks to you and everybody at uh, the station for hustling to put this together. That's great. Yeah, I didn't realize how many uh, uh, girls on these two teams. I know parents on both sides, and it's been fun uh, talking about it. There's a lot of hype for the game. Yeah. I've, I've actually got to talk to uh, – some of the uh, current parents and then some parents that have had girls come through both Rose and Conley, and they are so excited about this. I think we're going to have a big audience on Facebook tonight. Yeah, I think so. You failed in one area. What was that? You should have gotten Abbott D's, <laughs> and you should have gotten uh, Mike to cater. <laughs> to bring some nuggets? Just to cater it, that's all. You know, the broadcast booth is catered by, but that's well, okay. Maybe Abbott's listening. It's not too late for him to bring you something. <laughs> well, right now I'm locked in. I'm locked in until this thing reaches its conclusion. Uh, but thanks. It's great. Good to see you. Good to see you, thanks Pat. For, uh, yeah. Thanks for putting this together. It's, it's awesome, and we'll mention those sponsors. Uh, throughout, uh, I think Coach is going to come over here and join us in a few minutes, uh, Co- uh, Coach Craniac. Okay, great. Is, uh, and we're going to hear from uh, Conley's coach, uh, Gilligan. So we got a lot, uh, some Joe Dooley and uh, all, all other stuff to talk about with uh, ECU as well. So lots to get to in the next uh, hour here before we start volleyball tonight. This so. is going to be awesome. No, I think it will be. And, and I think there's a lot of uh, – I don't I, – Smack talk. There, there's some smack talk. I think there's some good, good old fashioned smack talk going on amongst all the. Uh, yeah, I was talking to Trent Britt yesterday, and he was telling me this is one of the most heated uh, sports between the two, between the two schools. Yeah, I imagine it is. All uh, right, we're gonna let Coach in here. Okay. And uh, thank you, PJ. Thank you for coming by. All right, Hank. have good a good one, you, buddy. Hank Hinton out here, ladies and gentlemen, at Viking Gym, and joining us uh, live here at our uh, broadcast perch, uh, Kelly Craniac, the uh, coach of uh, the Rose Rampits in their second year. Coach also uh, with uh, East Co- East Carolina uh, Junior Volleyball Club. Did I get it right? Did I get the ECJVC right? That's right. I got that's, it all right. That's exactly How right. How are you, Coach? Good, Good to see you. you. Thanks for joining us live here. Really of appreciate course. it. Of course. Is the volume okay in your ears and all that? It's engineering on the fly. Do we need to turn it up or down? It's great. It's great. I hear you, so yeah. that's all we need, I guess. Hey, uh, <laughs> let's get your thoughts on the matchup here tonight. Making you guys are on quite a run in the playoffs. 
Yeah, we're excited. We're actually happy to just be in town to play. <laughs> we've been we've been traveling so much, so um, everyone loves a rivalry. So yeah. we're we're ready. We're focused. You all have not played a game at home at the Rose Garden since Christmas. That's amazing. Has it been that? It's long? been that long. It has it been looking that long? Through the, looking through the schedule today, and that is the uh, that includes three playoff games, which yeah. uh, you guys have traveled to for a piece, as they say back home. Uh, for the playoffs. Right. Well, it's, like I said, we're used to uh, playing with no fans in the stands. So <laughs> I think we'll, we're just prepared for that. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about the season. Obviously, it's a unique season. How has this season been for uh, your team? It, you know, Coach uh, Gillikin said it was, uh, it's the longest, shortest season ever. Uh, <laughs> That's which, a good. Do you agree with that? That's a great point. That's exactly right. We can only play two matches a week which means more practices so um i do i i think it's just been very fun i think the girls are doing it for the seniors and it's just a the opportunity to play regardless of the pandemic and all that is just we're just lucky for all of us to be able to get a chance to to do this when we uh talked last night for a little uh kind of get some background on your team i asked you what made you decide to take this job mm -hmm. coaching wise I don't know if you want to repeat every single word uh, of that <laughs> answer because it was a pretty uh, fun answer. Uh, but, you know, I mean, obviously you have one of the most successful clubs in the country, certainly in the state. Uh -huh. What made you decide to take this challenge on? <sighs> Probably for the challenge, to be honest. Uh, I've been I've been communicating with some boosters a couple years ago and some of the parents around the town, and they just – asked for me to give it a try and they knew I'd love it and some I've done high school volleyball before and how can you turn down coaching more volleyball I <laughs> I, I, I couldn't so so it's a, it was a great opportunity for me and I, I'm enjoying it what does your uh, team have to do uh, Conley did beat you twice in the regular season mm -hmm. uh, tonight and, and now we should, we should also add you played last played Conley before Christmas it's been that long since the two have played wow. so uh, your team's a lot different than they were uh, nearly a month ago. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the biggest thing we'll have to do is what we've been doing this past week. So focusing on our side, our preparation for consistency and kind of the mental game is what we've really been focusing on. Uh, mental being, building confidence, having confidence, trusting each other. And those are the big things because they have the skills. It's really just, can we stay zoned in? Can we get out of, uh, you know, serve, receive, and, and they've been able to do that the past couple weeks, and that's what we're expecting today. It's great to see you. Now, where did you grow up and play in all of that? I played, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. I played at Cubs sports. fan, I hope? Yeah. I knew you and I were, <laughs> were buddies. <laughs> and I played for sports performance in Aurora. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Did collegially? Did you go on to that? Yeah, that's why I'm here. I played at ECU, and then okay, I, and then right. I coached at ECU and okay. played professionally, and then came back and just never left. And here you are now. Here I am. Yeah, great to see you. Good luck uh, tonight, and uh, we're we're just thrilled to get a chance to do this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, this I appreciate this is this is great for all the supporters back. Well, in their homes, because <laughs> I know a lot of people are rooting for us. We just can't see y'all. Well, there were a lot of, uh, I know, Rampage fans very excited that this ended up uh, happening. Uh, and uh, Conley fans, too, certainly. But uh, they have the opportunity to to be here. Uh, great to see you. Thank you for coming. Thank by. you. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, that is uh, uh, with us, uh, Rose Coach Kelly uh, Craniac. Great to see her. Uh, let's uh, go to a tape, Ben. Let's uh, rack that up where we talk with Conley Coach Jennifer Gilligan.
uh, her team, uh, the top team uh, in the East, and uh, this is uh, what she had to say just a few minutes ago about the matchup. Conley coach Jennifer Gilligan in her 20th season at the uh, helm of the Conley program. We're excited to be here tonight for uh, this uh, historic matchup between Rose and Conley. Coach, what a great season for uh, your girls. I know you're happy to be back for a fourth straight year in the uh, regional final. Absolutely, and we're especially excited to be hosting the match here tonight at Conley. Tell us a little bit about how the season's gone. You know, it's a unique year with, with COVID, pared down schedule. Uh, playoffs were seeded in uh, a different way this year. From stem to stern now, how has the season been for you? You know, it's been probably the longest, shortest season imaginable, if that makes any <laughs> sense. We started practice back in June, um, patiently waited to find out if we were going to have a season. And then once we hit November, um, it's kind of been in full swing. It has been a challenging season for us. We've had to deal with some COVID protocols multiple times with both our JV and varsity programs. But, um, you know, our girls have been very resilient and they've stepped up to every challenge we've placed in front of them. Coach Gilligan uh, with Conley is with us uh, here. Conley Rose, uh, no matter what the sport, uh, there is uh, the rivalry factor. Uh, are you de-emphasizing that with the importance of the game? How do you balance? Because, I mean, the two very important things are kind of at play here tonight, that rivalry and, and an Eastern championship. Well, the most important part of tonight's match is to get the win and advance to the championship. Um, we talked to the girls all season about, you know, one match at a time. So that's kind of the way we look at the playoffs. We started with round one playing Terry Sanford. That was our main focus. And we've kind of rolled through last week that way. So we were prepared on Saturday, you know, whether we were going to be facing Rose or person, our girls are ready for the challenge. Thank you for hosting us here and good luck tonight. Thank you. Go Vikings. Okay, that was the coach of the Conley uh, Vikings, Jennifer Gilligan there. We uh, appreciate her spending a few minutes with us here uh, earlier uh, when we arrived before the uh, Patrick Johnson Show. We're on the road today with the PJ Show. We're at uh, Conley's Viking Gym. It is Rose and Conley in the Volleyball Eastern Regional. And it is uh, for the opportunity to go uh, for a state championship. The winner will play the winner of Cox Mill and uh, T.C. Robertson. Uh, they are playing tonight. That's a 4-7 matchup in the West. Uh, this is actually a 1-15 uh, matchup. Or is it a 2-15 matchup, actually? Conley seated second. Rose was seated 15th, which is hard to believe, but that really wasn't reflective on their record as much as uh, the seating system they used this year for the playoffs during the uh, COVID era. Okay, we're going to grab a break. Uh, come back. We'll hear from Caroline Kuhn in a little bit. Also, uh, our pirate report that is uh, to come. So stay with us here. Patrick Johnson show on the road uh, ahead of the Conley Rose 3A Eastern Regional Volleyball matchup. Every Monday during the NFL season, get the latest on the Carolina Panthers as Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network joins the P-Man. Bring on the good stuff, universe. This and every Monday right here on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station for the ECU Pirates. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. Hot, hot. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. Now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. The Rose volleyball team is uh, stretching, getting ready for this matchup tonight. Rose and Conley, some of them got the uh, infamous uh, Marvin Jarman 
masks on. They were going to wear them in warm-up. They don't stay up very well during the game. So they've got the Marvin German uh, face on the mask. Some of them do down there. Uh, right now, Rose and Conley tonight. It's brought to you by Caribsey Restaurant in Emerald Isle. Also, Caraway Office Solutions. Josh May at On Cue Financial Mortgage. Also, Chico's Restaurant, Orthopedics East, Chick-fil-A of Winterville, Dr. Bill Taft of Greenville OBGYN, our friend Bill Jenkins at Town Benefits, and Bear Crop Science. We appreciate uh, all of those great uh, sponsors. Kind of cool to have the Conley and uh, Rose uh, uh, families and business community come on. It's a good thing. All right, we got our pirate report here today. Uh, Joe Dooley's show last night, Coach Dooley talked about his uh, his health. He, of course, was uh, uh, diagnosed uh, with the COVID virus through PCR testing over the weekend. Coach, uh, last night, gave everybody an update on his health. So far, so good. I mean, I'm, I feel great. Uh, I haven't had any symptoms with the exception of a runny nose, and I don't know whether that's because it's cold outside or, uh, you know, uh, the symptoms, but I've been great so far. And then Coach was asked about uh, when did he find out about the positive test? Well, we got, a, we got results late Saturday night um, that, that we got a call that, you know, we had tested Saturday morning. We Actually, they've been turning over the test a lot quickly, a lot more quickly. And I uh, got the results late Saturday night. And, uh, you know, we met with, not, you know, we Zoomed with our team on Sunday to explain with them what we're doing and try to come up with a little game plan and uh, uh, move on from there. He says, does Joe Dooley, that uh, testing positive he felt was inevitable? Oh, I, I would have bet the house that inevitably it was going to happen at some point. And, you know, I've got a you know a son who's a junior in high school, and he's still going to school and playing basketball. And, um, you know, we're around 30 people every day at work. And, you know, he's obviously practicing and traveling with his basketball team. So, uh, you know, I, I, I told Nate, our trainer, and I think we've done – did a great job looking back. I don't think there's much we could have done differently. And, now I'm looking around the country. It's you know we're not the only ones. There's people that were hit, hit early and have have gotten through it, and then there's people like ourselves that are dealing with it now. And Villanova still in a two week pause. You know Drake, who's off to a great start, is in a two week pause. And I saw this afternoon where the Xavier you know UConn game was canceled on Wednesday. So uh, hopefully we can you know navigate through this little period and get our guys keep our guys healthy and um, and, and you know and then move on. And this is what Do Joe Dooley expects from his team when they do return to workouts and practices. We haven't practiced since last – we practiced last Wednesday. We've been off since Thursday. Uh, we're hoping, based upon testing tomorrow, to get um, – be able to do individual workouts. Uh, the problem isn't just the testing. As we know, it's the, it's the contact tracing. In basketball, you know, our numbers aren't that big. So I think, you know, we'd have – you know, tomorrow if, uh, I think we'd have – We'd have eight or nine guys that could do that could do workouts, um, you know, that that would be out of protocol, so we could be able to do individual workouts with those guys. Uh, we've got a couple of guys in contact tracing, and hopefully we'll get back later in the uh, later in the week, uh, you know, the Thursday, Friday, and we've got a couple of guys in COVID protocol, and we've got one or two on the reacclimation because the other part of the equation is. When you're out uh, as a player, you're out for the 10 days, and then there's a six-day reacclimation period. So just because you get out of the 10-day period, uh, it's not like you can practice again. You know, there's the first day is they do the blood work and the cardio work, and then you move on to 15 minutes on the on the bike, and then you know then move you know progress through the whole whole thing. And 
Um, you know, we've with with the, the last person we had come out of protocol. It was a struggle the first couple of days after the six days just to get reacclimated to the speed of practice, which is you know which is going to happen. All right, uh, our pirate report here. We're live from Conley's Viking Gym. It is Rose and Conley coming up a little bit later on at six o'clock. We'll bring you coverage of that. But uh, sticky with Joe Dooley's comments here. This is uh, Joe talking about. Pirate basketball having a makeup game so far. Four have been postponed. Well, the other thing that, that that adds up is you know you look at the you look at the games, but you also look at you know you're gonna well, we'll make up these games. Well, then you look at one stretch. You're gonna play five games in ten days. Now, if we play on Sunday, I, I believe it, it would be that would be our third game in 33 or 34 days. And you know the speed of the game is entirely different. So that's in basketball. You used to play in every you know, three times, in, you know, or probably four or five times in two weeks. Now it'll be three times in 30-plus days. Um, and, and just the routine, and it's no one's fault. I mean, it's not the player's fault, obviously. And, you know, you can't reacclimate to the speed, and then you, you factor, well, we haven't, we haven't shut down. I mean, we really didn't practice the day before South Florida because we had a little, you know, we had a, a positive that morning. We had a contact trace, so we didn't practice the day before South Florida, uh, you know, as a team. And, uh, we had guys all out that week, so just the uncertainty and just the the lack of continuity that hopefully one you know at one point this season we can get back. And uh, this is uh, Joe Dooley asking answering the question: Is it worth it to play games? Personally, I I I, I thought I think yes. I mean, I, I think for the kids. Um, cause I, I will, I will reiterate this, you know, as players, they have the opportunity to opt out. They're all getting the season back next year. If they want to come back, uh, as coaches, we have the opportunity to opt out. Um, I, I don't know how it's better for these guys to not be doing anything and sitting around. Um, we've got great medical care. Uh, we're getting tested on a consistent basis. Um, you know, we, we're still able to do something we love to do. Uh, has it been difficult? Yeah, but, you know, the, the, the world's been difficult for the last year. That's okay, but we still get to do something we want to do. We chose to do it, uh, and if you're going to do it, why complain? I mean, it's, has it been easy? No. Has it been different? Yeah, it's been different for everybody. So you can't make excuses. You just have to learn to adjust and, and you know, uh, uh, and move around and make sure that you have different plans. And uh, it makes you think a lot more, which I think in a lot of regards has helped me as a coach. You have two. Three. Okay. All right, Ben. I think you said go there. I'm not sure, uh, but uh, not being in the facility and getting back to practice—that was the uh, final clip here from the Joe Dooley show yesterday. Well, we've been out of the facility since last Thursday, since last Wednesday was the last day we we're in the facility. So those, you know, like I said, we've got some guys in, in protocol, and um, you know, I do think that's a little bit of a factor also, and. Uh, you know, the reacclimation of the conditioning. I know we've got a little bit – I've got a practice plan for our guys for tomorrow, of what we'll do, and including a little bit of running, but it won't be uh, like you think. We'll just run the heck out of the camp. They haven't done anything for five days. And we came back from Christmas after three days. You know, that was a – you know, it, it, that's, that's to be expected. I mean, I don't care where you are or who you are. You know, two or three days, even after one day, after a day off, guys, usually guys are – it's, it's hard to practice, and the, you can see after one day the conditioning goes a little.
All right. Uh, I think I might have lost our connection to Ben. I'm going to try to call back in. Uh, we're going to get ready to uh, have Caroline Kuhn join us, former Rose volleyball player now with uh, the Wake Forest Demon Deacon. So we'll talk to her in a few minutes. And uh, Ben Byram is standing by. He'll give us an update. Didn't get a chance yesterday to talk about the John Gilbert rumors, and that's really all they are at this point. It's speculative, to be quite honest with you. Uh, it comes from an article that lists him among a dozen or so candidates from a TV station. And, uh, boy, it's, I'm, I'm a little surprised the way that the media has kind of run with it here. Uh, that covers ECU, but uh, maybe there's there's more fire to what little bit of smoke there is, and I, I just don't realize it. But uh, to me, it seems like uh, that there is... Uh, an article that's just mentioned this speculatively. And uh, here we are with a, uh, a little bit of a uh, Twitter firestorm as far as that goes. But, you know, there, there was a report that John had interviewed for a job, the old Miss job, a year or so ago. And uh, that job uh, uh, went to someone else. I don't know if he was uh, the, the first candidate. Clearly not because they ended up hiring someone else. There were rumors about some other SEC schools. Uh, but uh, all this really was was a TV station writing about possible candidates. And uh, the Twitter spheres lost their mind. I will talk more about that. It's warranted. I don't want to take any of the shine off these kids here tonight, the great job they've done. I also want to make a quick mention. We're going to have Cornell Powell tomorrow, the uh, former Rose Rampant great. And uh, with the Clemson Tigers. So Cornell Powell will join us uh, tomorrow here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, ben Byram with an update. And then uh, we'll talk with uh, Caroline Kuhn, former Rose Rampant volleyball player now with uh, Wake Forest. Ben, take it away with our 94.3 The Game Sports Update. Thanks, Patrick. Ben Barham here for your 94th of the game sports update. From college basketball tonight, the NCAA has released dates for their preliminary March Madness rounds. The tournament will, be, will tip off March 18th with the first four. The tournament set to conclude with the final four, April 3rd and 5th. Tomorrow's matchup between Boston College and Virginia Tech has been canceled due to COVID-19 issues within Boston College. We have a few matchups tipping off tonight. We start at 6.30. 15th ring Ohio State host Purdue. The Buckeyes are favored by five with the over-under at one. 36 and a half at 7 6 ranked Tennessee travels to Florida. The Gators are the seven point underdogs of the over under at 136. 7 3 Michigan takes on Maryland. The Wolverines are the 10 and a half point favorites of the over under at 141. 19 3 Missouri matches up against South Carolina. The Mizzou Tigers are the five and a half point favorites with the over under at 146 and a half. Campbell Down and Bowie's Creek host Radford. The Fighting Camels are the two point underdogs at home. The over under at 129. UNC Asheville travels Gardner Webb. Vegas thinks that, will get, that game will be close. As the Gardner Webb Bulldogs are favored by one point, the over-under at 149. At 8.30, 22nd ring, Illinois battles Penn State. The Nittany Lions are the 10-pointer dogs, the over-under at 154. Later on at 9, third ring, Villanova hosts Seton Hall. The Villanova Wildcats are the nine-point favorites, the over-under at 139.5. And, and wrapping up with all the action, 18th ring, Alabama travels to LSU. The Crimson Tide are the only one-point favorites, the over-under at 164.5. 
In the NFL, the Washington football team expected to make Marty Herney as their new general manager. And the Baltimore Ravens released running back Mark Ingram. For Major League Baseball, former Cubs pitcher John Lester sends a one-year deal with the Washington Nationals. And wrapping up from the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes scheduled bout tonight against the Nashville Predators. It's been canceled due to COVID issues within the Hurricanes organization. If you're at 94th of the game, sports update. I'm Ben Barham. Play Travis in the mornings, Adam Gold midday, and Patrick Johnson on the way home. You guys are a good team. We've been slept all week, but thanks. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sport. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Hey, Ben. Okay, uh, Ben, do you have the Caroline Coon interview? We were going to go to that here. Uh, why don't you go ahead and play that uh, right now? Uh, here as we're getting ready for Conley and Rose. Let me know, Ben, when you have it. And we'll throw it there. The game between these two coming up at uh, 6 o'clock. And uh, the 3A Eastern Regional Championship. It is Conley and Rose tonight. Patrick Johnson show continues on. Our coverage begins at 6 o'clock. A little earlier today, we had the opportunity to speak to Rose Volleyball alum, current Wake Forest senior, Caroline Kuhn. Caroline, great to talk to you. Thanks for taking a few minutes here on the uh, Rose Rampant game day. Of course, Patrick. Thanks for having me on. I wish we could have got you on the broadcast, but we understand you got a quarantine right now. And as much as you and, and really all players, college, high school, have sacrificed this year, you just don't want to risk uh, uh, causing your teammates to have to, to miss any practice time or any game. So we understand that, but it's great to catch up with you. Awesome. Really appreciate it. And I think that even before we get started here, I just really want to point out that all of the athletes competing here today in this state playoff game have gotten um, a very different experience than I had. I mean, I remember playing Conley, whether it's a you know state championship on the line or not, like having those student section, the Rowdy Rampants and the Conley Crazies, they're yelling at you the whole time. It's really a surreal experience. So um, I'm, I'm really hopeful that this young Rose team uh, is going to be able to experience that in the next couple of years of their competition. Hopefully they'll be just as successful in the future as they are um, on their way to being right now. We talked a little bit about uh, this on my show Monday, and that is certainly baseball is such a big uh, sport, you know, at the grassroots level all the way up to the high school level in Pitt County all the way across the board. There's been great basketball success, great football success, some softball uh, success. You know, volleyball has uh, has seen its its fair share of, of state championships. Conley with a couple. You won one at Rose. Uh, so this is, uh, uh, you know, and, and five out of the six conf- uh, county schools making the playoffs this year, and I think all but one advanced at least a round. I mean, this this is kind of a a really big time volleyball area that that continues to grow. Oh, absolutely, and I think it's really exciting to see because. Um, I think that when I was coming through high school was when that was really just kind of getting started because I know Rose won a couple state championships back in 2008, 2009, and then 
that team that I was on, like myself, um, Maggie Hallow was on that team, Shelby Casey, Kayla Britt, Maggie Reeves, Lauren Phillips, all of the, those girls. I think, you know, we really kind of started that trend of volleyball in Pitt County just going up. And um, even though I didn't finish my travel days playing in Greenville, um, I think it's been really cool to see it just continue to grow even after I'm gone. We have uh, with us Rose alum, state champion and uh, current Wake Forest Demon Deacon in volleyball, Caroline Kuhn, uh, joining us uh, here. Uh, great family, and uh, Caroline is uh, a fantastic uh, representative, not only of, of her family, but uh, also of, of Wake Forest. And I've heard you speak before on interviews, and uh, you do a really nice job, so uh, really, really uh, enjoy having you on uh, with us uh, here. Uh, let me ask you, uh, Caroline, if I, if I have this right, I don't know if it was an NCAA committee you were on, but an ACC committee that, uh, or, or an ACC committee you were on, or maybe both, that kind of explored in the early days of COVID of, of how all this was going to work, you know, being able to play these sports that have been kind of pushed back to, a, uh, you know, the spring semester at the collegiate level. Uh, do I have that story correct? And, and, and can you maybe take us through some of the mechanics of that group? Absolutely. So um, the best way that I can describe it is um, kind of like a student government association, but specifically for the student athletes. Um, it's called Student Athlete Advisory Committee, or SAC for short. And um, each NCAA-sponsored um, campus uh, has their own branch of SAC. And I've moved my way up the ranks to now be a co-president of Wake Forest SAC. And a couple of years ago, um, I got chosen to be one of ACC uh, representatives to go vote on actual new NCAA legislation. So um, at the grassroots level at each campus, SAC is responsible for connecting student-athletes to their faculty, to the rest of the student body, and really just making the student-athlete experience um, as high quality as possible. So I've gotten to meet a lot of really cool people through it. I've gotten to go to a, um, a couple of really cool places. Like um, one of our summer meetings is always at Anna Maria Island, Florida. So the other um, ACC conference representatives from each school and myself go sit in, listen on meetings with athletic directors, senior women administrators. So it's really kind of allowed me to see like the back end of things and how, um, you know, how we're able to do what we do and what has to go on um, behind the scenes for that to happen. And it's been probably the most fulfilling experience I've had in college, um, just obviously outside of volleyball, but it's gotten to allow me uh, to really just incorporate like my own voice and the voice of that of my team and of the other athletes that wake um, in making some of these important decisions um, on the logistical side of things. So I've really enjoyed it, and um, I just can't believe it's my last semester of it coming up. <laughs> what were the discussion points as far as logistics and COVID early on, or at least last semester? Um, well, the biggest thing um, that Wake Forest has prioritized, and different schools obviously have different policies, but student-athlete safety and well-being is first priority all the time. So, and again, different schools do it differently and even different teams do it differently based on, you know, whether it's an outdoor indoor sport or what have you. But um, my teammates and I, we all wear our masks nonstop during practice, during our games. Um, and I think that, like, depending on if it's an outdoor indoor sport or, like, the level of contact that you might have with other athletes from other schools, 
um, the regulations about the masks are different. Um, but I know everybody is getting um, COVID tested in the athletic department, you know, once a week if you're not in season, three times a week if you are in season, and they're just taking as many precautions as possible um, to make sure that everybody is safe, able to play. And one thing that has been kind of up in arms ever since COVID began was how are we going to, you know, allow fans, if we're going to allow fans to um, come and watch the events live. And um, I think that that has been, you know, a pretty tough road um, ever since because not, I mean, forget the whole, you know, experience of playing in front of fans, but just keeping the athletes as safe as possible because obviously everyone coming into the stadium can't be tested all the time or guaranteed to be safe. So um, I think that just moving forward, every decision with student athlete well-being and safety at the forefront, that's one part of it. And then the other part that our athletic director has talked about is, um, you know, sustaining the enterprise and making sure that we're bringing in enough money to be able to fund the future of not just Wake Forest athletics, but right. every other division one school who is, um, you know, going through this right now. Like I'm, everybody has seen extreme, extreme loss in revenue from lack of fans. Cause that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like, What's been most interesting for me being on more of the legislative side is, um, you know, trying to strike that balance between a, sustaining the enterprise and sustaining the health and well-being of the athletes. But um, it's just been very humbling to work with all of our faculty and staff. I mean, specifically at Wake Forest, they, you know, they've, they're doing everything they possibly can day in and day out to allow us to play these sports that we love and have loved for our entire lives while keeping us as safe as possible and like, you know, giving us some sense of normalcy during all of this. So I'm, I'm really, really grateful that we've gotten to have some semblance of a season um, this past fall. And I'm really excited to get things going here. Uh, I actually report back to school tomorrow to start (laughs) practicing this week. So yeah, super exciting. Well, it's great to to have a few minutes with you, uh, Caroline Kuhn who is uh, getting ready for, uh, uh, the, I guess, the second half of the uh, Wake Forest volleyball season. Rose Volleyball alum, it's great to, uh, to talk with uh, her. Uh, and uh, a couple more questions wanted to ask you. Uh, what, is your, what are your plans right now for your future? Well, um, I have a job lined up with Gartner. Um, they're the world's leading research and advisory firm there out of Fort Myers, Florida. So I'll be moving to the beach in a few months. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty excited to say the least, but um, I think Wake, uh, not just the business school, but I mean, just being a part of athletics has really prepared me for it. And my dad is already joking around with me about you know, being off the payroll in a couple of months. So I'm a little <laughs> nervous, but I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, Caroline, you've been in this spot before. Uh, if you were to kind of give some advice to uh, the girls that play for your high school alma mater, what would that be? Uh, what would you tell them going into this uh, match against Conley? Well, um, I mean, being in this spot a couple of different times, I would just say enjoy every single second that you are out on that court. Um, There's not many teams that get to be in the shoes that you're in right now. Um, Play loose, do what you know how to do, and just don't think too much about it. Because 
Norm used to always tell us, and I mean, we've, we've talked about this at Wake Forest some too, is just do your job, do it the best you can, nothing more, nothing less. Don't overthink it and have fun. Again, like, it's a real shame that they're not able to play in the environment that um, I did back here, but um, just soak up every second of it because it goes by way too fast. Hey, Caroline, thank you. Best of luck uh, in the future and also with the upcoming season. Thank you so much, Patrick. All right, welcome back in. Uh, we appreciate Caroline Kuhn joining us a little earlier today. A timeout. We will come back to wrap things up and set the table for Rose and Conley. We'll also be joined by four ECU volleyball player, former Conley Viking, Sam Dunn. She'll join us. She's going to be on the broad. She's here now, but she'll <laughs> join us on with more to say than woohoo after this. Stay with us. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. The drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. And Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Ben Byram back in our studios, and uh, we have uh, Sam Dunn. She'll be with us here in just a moment. It is uh, our coverage of Rose and Conley, 3A Eastern Regional Volleyball matchup. Uh, If you're with us on our various Facebook live feeds, uh, Conley warming up right now. Rose just got done with their warm-ups. Tonight's game is going to be brought to you by Bear Crop Science, Wyatt Richardson, his daughter Lauren on the Rose team, Bill Jenkins at Town Benefits, his daughter Shay on the Rose team, Dr. Bill Taft at Greenville, OBGYN, daughter Amelia playing for Rose, Chick-fil-A of Winterville, Abbott D saw him a few moments ago, his daughters Olivia and Sarah on the D.H. Conley side, Orthopedics East, Dr. Josh Duke's daughter Tate, a player for the Rampants, Chico's Mexican Restaurant, our friend Mike Horton, his daughter Mary, was on Conley a couple of years ago. Josh May on Q Financial Mortgage. His daughter Maddie is on the Conley roster. Caraway Office Solutions. Bernie Caraway, daughter Maddie on the Rose team last year. And Caribsey Restaurant in Emerald Isle. Travis and Cassie Burt's daughter, Kirsten, a three-year starter at Conley. All right, let's bring in Sam Dunn now. Sam has uh, played for both these coaches. And uh, you've played in this rivalry on top of the fact that it's heated. <laughs> a lot of bragging rights. No doubt. Uh, you also have a couple of uh, teams here that are obviously playing for the right to play for a state championship. So that, I think that adds to everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me your thoughts on uh, these two coaches. You played for both of them. Oh, wow. They're both wonderful. They're, they're great. Um, they've taught me so much. And they've both got a lot of talent and a lot of grit. So it'll be a good match to watch. Rose is a team that's fairly young. They're also a team that has had to travel in the postseason. Uh, This is their shortest trip, obviously. Right. Uh, But there's something about being on the road that kind of, uh, in the playoffs, that seems to kind of bring teams together sometimes. I think that's the case with Rose this year. Oh, no doubt. 
Um, it does. You do have to get close with your teammates when you're traveling, for sure, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Even in the era of COVID. Yeah. Uh, with Conley, what is kind of the process for them right now? They're the the uh, number two seed considered by, to be the top team in the East by a lot of uh, uh, people that follow volleyball. So any pressure on Conley here? They beat Rose twice in the regular season? Um, I don't know if I can say that. I mean, uh, there's obviously pressure on both sides. Right. Um, third time, I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's obviously pressure. Yeah. Well, it was uh, great to uh, have you check in with us here. We're going to ha- hear from you during the broadcast coming up in a couple of minutes. I'll let you finish your preparation. As All you get right. Your notes straight. Thank you. And we're looking forward to having you on tonight, Sam. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on with us. Thank you. Uh, it is uh, Rose and Conley. They are playing tonight, and they are uh, meeting for the third time this year. Conley uh, beat Rose in uh, the match earlier in the year in November. Three sets to none. It was uh, a much closer matchup at the Rose Garden right before Christmas as the uh, Rampants actually led in the fifth set but wound up losing 15-3 in the final uh, set and lost the match 3-2. to two. So a lot to tell you about with that broadcast uh, coming up. Uh, big thanks today to both coaches for uh, being on with us. Also to uh, our good friend Rob Maloney, the AD at uh, Conley. Uh, Coach Maloney uh, kind of was a yeoman's work uh, to help us get this uh, on here today. Uh, from a lot of different perspectives. So we appreciate his uh, hospitality, but also getting them on as well. Uh, Coach Maloney, by the way, was uh, is not here. We were going to talk to him, but he's got a basketball game tonight. He coaches the boys team here at Conley, and they're playing at CBA Cock. Uh, but we do appreciate both coaches uh, being with us from both sides tonight. Also, uh, Caroline Kuhn for coming on with us for a few minutes uh, here uh, this afternoon. Uh, thanks to Ben back at the studio. Clark uh, is here as well, and uh, we appreciate he and Michael Busey for their work. All right, we'll grab a break. We will come back, and we'll have coverage for you at the top of the hour of this uh, big matchup between these two. Before we go, uh, Cornell Powell, Rose Great, Clemson grad. He will be with us. We'll talk about the Senior Bowl and uh, his prospects as far as working towards the uh, NFL draft. Sam Dunn and I will be back when we return. And again, our coverage of Rose and Conley in the 3A Eastern Regional Final is brought to you by Bear Crop Science, Bill Jenkins at Town Benefits, Dr. Bill Taft at Greenville OBGYN, Chick-fil-A of Winterville, Orthopedics East, Chico's Mexican Restaurant, Josh May at On Cue Financial Mortgage, Caraway Office Solutions, and Carib Sea Restaurant in Emerald Isle. We'll be back Patrick Johnson show. Tune in tomorrow at five, a breakdown of this, but stay with us. Coverage on our social media platforms and audio here on 94.3, the game of this 3A regional matchup between Rose and Conley. So stay with us.